Hi, this is T. Stevens with the RN Prep Podcast, and I'm so excited to publish this new episode featuring Marissa Bartmus, who is a former student of mine and a current PhD student, as well as a practicing RN. We recorded this back in the spring of 2020 and have decided to publish this in two separate episodes because we have so much that we discussed and I wanted you to hear every bit of that. So um, this first episode, we're going to talk about her journey into nursing and how it has evolved over the past few years. So I look forward to you listening to this and I just know you're going to find her just as delightful as I do. So thank you for joining in and I look forward to hearing your comments. And welcome to the RN Prep Podcast. Today's episode features a former student of mine, Marissa Bartmess, and she is just a wonderful person. She was a fabulous student, and um, I am so excited to catch up with her and hear more about her journey since she has graduated from the program that um, I knew her in. She is now a PhD student at the University of Tennessee, my alma mater, and uh, we're going to spend the next uh, few minutes talking to her about her journey in nursing and how she uh, managed to end up in a PhD program and what her goals are for the future. So Marissa, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to talk with me today. Absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you are very welcome, and um, I know the listeners are going to be intrigued by your story, and as well as I am, because it's been a while since we talked. I think it's been actually um, several years, probably, since we actually talked in person and um, had a chance to catch up. So just briefly, for the listeners' um, uh, benefit, will you just share a little bit about your beginning journey in nursing and what led you to choose nursing as a career and a little bit about your undergraduate um, uh, experience that led you to choose a PhD program. Yeah, of course. So I uh, went to East Tennessee State University um, and I chose that university when I was looking for schools, actually um, thinking that I would go on a pre-med tract or I knew I wanted to do something with healthcare, but I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I started college and I was taking some of these pre-med courses and it was not for me. And I didn't quite understand why I didn't like that tract. Um, And it wasn't until I got into nursing school that I kind of put all the pieces together. But I remember um, at the end of my like first semester of college, I was just sitting in front of the computer about to sign up for a general biology course, a a second one for the pre-med tract. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't like this. Like this is this is not for me at all. Why am I doing this? Everybody keeps telling me that this is not for me and I don't really quite know what's for me. And, um, and so I, I was just sitting there and then all of a sudden I had this epiphany like nursing, nursing. It, it combines so many things that I love, people, human interaction, healthcare, you know, all the things that I like in life. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me give that a go. 
And so I, I, I kind of fell into it. Honestly, I, I tell people all the time, I wish I had one of those incredible stories where a nurse took care of me and I wanted to become a nurse because of that. I think those are just the most beautiful stories. But honestly, mine, I just felt like I had this epiphany and I felt like it was, you know, I'm a Christian, so I believe it was God. It was a higher power, like kind of nudging me in a, in a right direction. And so I got into the program and uh, that first semester as a nursing student, that's what really made me realize this was where I was supposed to be all along. I was I was learning about the philosophy of nursing and why we do what we do. Why are we different than other healthcare professions in the world? Not better by any means, but we are different and we play a very integral part of our healthcare system and, and how we take care of people. So learning all these things um, in that first semester of nursing school, I was just like, all these light bulbs are going off. Like, wow, I should have been here a long time ago. <laughs> like, this makes sense. I agree with all of this. This is just wonderful. And so that's kind of how I got started into it. And um, it's just been, it was just a huge blessing to be able to pursue nursing. And I, I remember, you know, having you know, of course, when you first start nursing school, you are overwhelmed with the amount of work and how difficult it is because you're really having to learn, you know, how to think all over again. A, a nurse's mind is is wired differently and, and you're supposed to be that way. That way you can take care of your patients in a holistic manner. And so I was learning that process. And of course, it's difficult your first semester. And I just remember going to clinicals and you know, I specifically remember one man, he was, he was blind and he um, was in contact isolation precautions. And I remember I was having a horrible week that week. I remember I was just swamped with tests and all these assignments. And I just remember my job as the student in the clinic that day was to help feed him. And it was the most validating part of my career. And whenever I you know, get really overwhelmed with nursing or, you know, anything can become overwhelming either with me at the bedside or if I'm in, you know, furthering my education as a nurse. But I refer back to that memory because it meant so much to that man that I was just there with him and I was just having that therapeutic sense of self. And he, um, I remember he reached out to touch my hand and just sitting there holding his hand as he told me his stories, you know, he was touching a gloved hand. He wasn't touching human skin. Mm -hmm. And it, I, it meant so much to him. And his, he, you know, just peace was over him and calm. And it was just, it was just wonderful. And it, you know, he had sensory deficits also, but just the fact that the nurse was there, that somebody was there, even though I wasn't the nurse yet, I was there. And, you know, and so I think of stuff like that. And that that's really what got me through nursing school is having that clinic experience to to show me, you know, this is why we do what we do. It, it can get really complicated and fancy. But at the end of the day, we are looking at a person in a holistic way and are just there. And it's it was wonderful for me. So fast forward to me becoming a senior in nursing school or, you know, coming up to becoming a senior, um, I was very blessed to be able to be in the honors and discipline program at ETSU, uh -huh. which is, it, it's a, a, a great program to, you know, 
it really does, in a way, prepare and train future nurse scientists, but they never made me feel like I had to become one. It was a wonderful scholarship opportunity where they, you know, at the, I would take um, an extra course and then I would also, that, that kind of focused on research and why research matters. And I would take some extra um, assignments that were research related when I, throughout my nursing courses. And at the end, I was to produce a thesis. So it actually gave me my first introduction to qualitative research, and I loved it. Um, I did my thesis on the nurse's experience of patient education at the bedside. And it was it was just so much fun. And at the time, I was thinking to myself, okay, this is great. This is wonderful. I'm, I'm enjoying this. This is nice. But the biggest thing was, oh, this is a, a scholarship. I need the scholarship. I need to become a nurse. Like, that was what was on my mind. Yeah. You know, not further education. I needed to become a nurse and graduate. And, you know, everything else is great. But you know what I mean? It's That's what's on your mind when you're about to become a senior. So... Um, I rem I distinctly remember going to a the Southern Nursing Research Society conference yeah, right before I, I graduated. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that was honestly one of the most pivotal moments for me because my um, my abstract was accepted for from my thesis and you know at the time I had no idea what I was doing I thought what what is this what is a conference I had never been to a conference and let alone a nursing conference in my entire life so I I showed up and um uh oh boy you're uh I need to I need to share this with the world I don't know if many people know this so um this is going to make some PhD folks laugh I was so confused and when they told me to make a poster I really thought they meant, oh, okay, I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'll make a poster. I know how to make a poster. I made them all the time in middle school. I can make another poster. Dr. Stevens, That's I awesome. legitimately, I made a poster. I had a friend come over. She was helping me glue. We were trying to make it look as professional as we could with my, like, pieces of information on the I board. It was that. I I think it's somewhere. I don't know. I think honestly, I wish I did keep it. Now looking back, I just laugh yeah. at it. At the time, I was mortified and embarrassed as to how like that went. That miscommunication uh -huh. went sideways. But I it's probably somewhere. But I just remember showing up a uh, two days before my flight left to my school, and they said, "You got your poster." I was like, "Yeah, it's all ready to go." And I showed them a picture of it. And they they looked at me and I looked at them and it was just like this realization of between them and me of like, oh, no, we oh, need to always communicate. Yeah. We need to always communicate. <laughs> yeah, and don't assume that, you know, because it is so different. Like, I mean, you've pointed out several things just about how nursing education is so different. But gosh, what a lesson for all of us. I mean, to never assume that anyone understands. I mean, it's a lesson for us as educators, as scientists, as nurses with patient education. I mean, that poster right there, I hope you can find it. And I want to see a picture of it because that is profound. I mean, right there, I think is a profound life lesson for all of us. Um, and I'm so glad you shared that. So what did oh, you do? Thank you. What did you do? <laughs> 
<laughs> I had um, uh, such a wonderful uh, mentor at the time. Uh, she she was she saw it and she she was really calm. She was really nice about it. She said, "Don't worry about this." Don't you worry. This is not kind of what we're going for. We're going to go it in a different direction. And so like the night before, and we didn't have time, of course, to actually print and make a, a fantastic poster. I was about to leave in yeah. like a day and a half. And so she, um, we, I pulled up my PowerPoint slides uh -huh. and we tried to make, we, we basically just used all like this nice, fancy paper in the College of Nursing and we uh -huh. printed it out on the nice paper and we, we really just created um, power like just placed really yeah. nicely worded PowerPoint slides on a poster board and <laughs> rolled it up and I took it with me and actually I don't have the picture of the original one I made which who that one that one harked back to middle school years but <laughs> I do I do have a picture of me standing in front of this uh, poster board with PowerPoint slides on it um, at the conference. And I'll send that one to you because oh, yeah, I do well, have I that one. That. Yeah. You but know, that I, one's the tidier version. Well, you know, now that we're, you know, so many um, poster presentations have changed so much, even in the past two or three years, you know, most everything is digital or virtual. So you, you know, this story will be really, um, great to tell for many years, I think, for many reasons, just to show how we've evolved and how we present and disseminate information as, you know, um, with e-conferences and um, e-poster presentations where you don't even have to print. You know, I started using cloth or fabric posters several years ago just because it was so cumbersome to carry those big, huge posters onto a plane. Um, yeah. So I had, a, you know, went to fabric and now most of the conferences I'm going to are digital. So you don't even take a physical poster. It's it's shown on a screen, which is really, really nice. And other people can participate, too. But gosh, I love that story. And, you know, I was there and I remember your presentation, but I do not remember it being in any way um inferior i mean it was excellent we were so proud of you and you just shone like the star you are um and just you know you're just a great representation of you know what it means to follow god's calling really just as you've um described but you know hopefully you don't feel bad about that i mean i i think that um you know that that I hope that that conference was a a good experience for you, even though there was miscommunication. I imagine there were oh, moments absolutely. Of panic. <laughs> oh, I panicked. I when I realized that oh, academic conference posters are very very different than the posters I know about. So it was it. I of course I panicked. I felt like at the time it really made me nervous, but um. Once I was there and once I was able to talk to people and present, you know, I, I felt a whole lot better. I never felt judged when I was there. I was thinking, oh, no, people are going to think I'm ridiculous for bringing paper on in PowerPoint <laughs> slides. But, you know, I didn't feel judged. People asked me like very insightful questions about my research. And it just it was such a wonderful experience for me. And honestly, I just remember. Um, sitting in the audience, this is in February of 2017, right before uh -huh. I graduated, and I remember sitting in the audience and um, some other researchers were presenting on just some amazing information. I don't even remember what they were presenting on, but I just remember thinking to myself, 
this needs to be getting out. Why am I just hearing about this now? Why on earth am I hearing about this here? I need to be like so many other people need to hear about this research because it was awesome. And, you know, I wanted to be a part of that. And they were answering such interesting questions to help improve patients' lives. And I just thought, wow, we need to, we need to be doing more of this. And so, of course, I fast forward, I graduate, and um, I start working as a medical surgical nurse um, in Columbia, South Carolina, which is still where I am. And um, I, I, I love bedside nursing. I still work as a bedside nurse. And um, it, it, I was trying to think about really, I knew I wanted to go back and further my education, but I didn't really know how. So I took a year off and just tried to, you know, talk to previous mentors and, you know, do a little bit of my own research, really think about what I wanted. And I knew that I loved the bedside so much, but I knew that I, I wanted to do something that was just a little bit beyond it. And um, I, I looked at becoming, like having my PhD in nursing. And I really looked at that degree as such a wonderful opportunity to not only become a nursing leader, a doctorally prepared nurse leader, but, you know, to do research, to answer these questions that I had, because I I have so many questions about how can we improve patient care? How can we improve, um, how how, how can we take care of the nursing workforce better? Because I think, you know, my my area of focus is uh, patient outcomes and patient care, but also linking that to nursing workforce outcomes. That's really my focus. And it's my focus because I've lived through it. I think that's really what, um, you know, staying, being a bedside nurse, especially in this um, day and age, it, it really inspired me to go back. I was just like, I can't, you know, I have to go back. I have to be a nurse advocate. I have to be a nurse advocate for my patients, but not only for my patients and for patient populations, but for nurses, um, because the conditions that I was working in was not always, you know, uh, they, they were not always optimal. They were not always safe. That's a national issue, I believe. It, it's a national issue. It's a huge issue. Staffing, burnout, you know, nurses, that, that concept of nurses eating their young. Yeah. It's, um, I experienced it all. And yeah. I, I you know, and yeah, and I, and I think that's what, um, that's what continually pushes me forward is um, that background and, and, you know, staying connected to the bedside and knowing what are the issues that we face. Like when, when nurses come out and they, they talk about, um, they talk about burnout, they talk about not being able to take care of their patients the way they, they want to. I'm, I understand them to my core because I know exactly what they went through. And I, I know what it looks like right now because I'm in it also. I mean, I'm not in it as much. I'm, I don't work as often as I used to being in the program, but you know, it's, it's just been wonderful. And my husband really supported me to go back. And when um, I, I started applying for schools, he, um, of course, he was just like smiling the entire time, knowing that I would get a PhD in nursing. I didn't know I was going to get a PhD in nursing. He said it, he he pushed me actually to go to that SNRS conference. I actually wasn't going to go. He said, "No, you need to go. You need to submit your your abstract." And I said, "Oh, nah, nah. I've got too many things going on. I need to graduate. I don't need to do these things." And he said, "No, you need to go." He also pushed me to um, take really awesome 
take part of a really awesome grant my senior year, the Ascent Grant at East Tennessee State University. So he pushed me to do that too. And so it's like, and then when I got accepted into the PhD in nursing program at UT Gay, he's just sitting there smiling. I'm like, did you know that I would get my PhD the entire time? He said, yeah, I knew you were going to do something with it. So you needed to go to all these places. <laughs> well, you know what you've said, what you've just said about asking questions and, and him seeing that in you, I think that's, you know, hindsight, you know, offers a great perspective on things. And, you know, many nurses, uh, nursing students, you know, or, you know, um, people struggle with, you know, if, if they know they want to go for a doctoral degree or even considering that, they, you know, often struggle with which path do I take? Do I do the DNP, the practice path, or do I do the research um, path with the PhD? And, you know, for some people, it's, it's not really clear. I mean, and those of us that are, you know, either PhD prepared or DMP prepared, we see the obvious differences, but I think there's a lot of gray if you're not actually in the midst of that. And for me, you know, as a, uh, a mentor or as a, um, a, a faculty member, as a professor, it, it's easy sometimes for me to spot these characteristics in an individual that makes me think they really need to go for a PhD or they really need to go for a DNP. And I saw those in you. And the thing that you said about questions, I think curiosity is the key to being a scientist. Um, it's never knowing the answers, all the answers, but seeking the answers and continuing to ask questions. And what you said about being, you know, asking questions and that leading you towards that, I think that's really good advice for anybody. If you're continually asking questions and really have that burning desire to find answers, I think that's a really good clue that that might be the path for you. Do you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, it's, you know, whenever I did um, commit and went and decided on my PhD, uh, of course, I looked into the DNP as well, and people would ask me sometimes, well, why did you choose the PhD over the DNP? And and I'll go ahead and say both are phenomenal degrees. We need both of them, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I looked at myself and my personal desires, and I looked, and I was like, well, first, I, I, I kind of went ahead and decided I did not want to become a nurse practitioner. I did not want to clinically provide at a higher level. Uh -huh. I wanted to provide for patients and nurses at a level that wasn't clinical, that was a little higher than what uh -huh. I was already at. Yeah. Um, so I was really more drawn to research and advocacy and leadership. Mm -hmm. That was what um, pulled me towards the PhD versus DNP. And the DNP has some great leadership aspects to it as well. And they also have like executive programs with DNPs and stuff mm -hmm. um, or executive leadership programs. But I, I looked at what, what I liked. I liked asking questions. I liked um, bringing my bedside and, and I liked bringing the bedside into the research arena. That's what I really loved. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I, I love research. I, you know, it, I always tell people, people would, I will tell people at work sometimes, oh, I'm, I'm training to become a nurse scientist and a researcher. And I also, I also throw in that I'm training to become like a nurse leader and a nurse advocate, because I think regardless of what degree path you choose, for me, I, I really focused more on, you know, research and non-clinical based, uh -huh. but um, 
I think whichever degree path you choose, you need to be prepared to become a nurse leader in that role and acting in a nurse leader in whatever capacity that that role provides you in life. I have, I I really don't know what jobs I'm going to get when I graduate. I don't know really what my next path is going to look like. Um, I have some ideas that I'd be interested to explore, but you know, I, I just, I know that wherever I'm at, if I'm in academia, I'm going to have to not only research, but also figure out how am I going to be a nurse advocate and nurse leader in this arena. If I work as a joint nurse scientist, which is something I'm really considering, how am I going to be a nurse leader and a nurse advocate and a researcher? So, and I think for anybody who's pursuing the DNP, you know, how am I going to be a nurse leader and a nurse advocate while I am also, you know, being a, a practitioner? How am I going to do these things? So it's, it's always thinking about leadership and advocacy. And um, that's something I love. It's like the extra cherry on top. You're not just a scientist. You're, you're still a nurse. And you're going to encompass that holistic perspective into whatever you do in life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Marissa, and I invite you to join us again next week when we continue our conversation and we hear more about Marissa's current work as a PhD student and where she sees herself heading as soon as she completes the program. And we also talk about the new generation of nursing leaders who are now emerging. So I hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to talking again next week. Thanks for joining us on the RN Prep Podcast.